co-founders of Pretty Broad, who happen to be us. My name's Madison. And my name's Sydney. And, and welcome, welcome to the show. So I am so excited we are doing this. I know. We've literally been trying to do this. We actually have an entire episode tape, but it's like bullshit. So. Yeah, and it's super outdated. So we're talking about, I think it was like pre-election and it, period. Yes, it's possibly also us just like yelling at each other about the same thing. Which, if that happens on this podcast, we now have an, a producer named Zach. Who will yell at us for yelling. So if so. anyone yells at us, just know that it's him. He's keeping us on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um, we've really been wanting to do this forever um, and talk about politics, current events, what's going on from a female liberal perspective which maybe isn't that unique but we will be funny okay we're young we're quote millennial end quote i'm black she's white this is also crazy so there's that sorry if you can hear me swallowing that is so gross yeah, that's very disgusting I'm, this room we're in is so dry i feel like i'm like dying but you could like not swallow it you know what? Let's get started. Yeah, let's talk. Today is Friday, February 16th, and just two days ago was the school shooting at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School, which actually is probably about three hours away from where we are. Um, I know the both of us are on, like, the substitute teacher Hotline. So we've been getting like automated calls from our county talking about active shooter situations and what they're doing to protect children and what mm -hmm. we can do if we're in a classroom. Um, so yeah, it's been a little weird. I do think something that's interesting, and I don't know if you answered this call, they left me a voicemail. Yeah. So one of the like automated messages I got from Seminole County was like, we're keeping all of the families in our prayers. And uh -huh. I'm like, what the fuck? I know. Like, I don't know. Now whenever I hear the word prayers in shooting in the same sentence, I get pissed the fuck off. Yeah. I was, yeah, no, I got the same one. I was, you know, I was actually listening to that voicemail on the way here. And she was saying, she was talking about thoughts and prayers. And then she went on this whole rant about what we can do individually, which totally agree with. But her tone was absolutely like, we all need to check our children's social media more. Like, that's because truly that the problem. <laughs> like, honestly, if you look at this particular shooting, too, it's not like the school did nothing. Well, you know? it's not like no one did nothing. Yeah, so this kid many was people. already expelled. He yeah. wasn't allowed to bring his backpack onto campus. Like, it's kind of like one of those things where it was like, really, of course, helping with mental health is going to, like, help Make any. a difference. Like, America just needs that period. Not even just in, like, the yeah. shooting perspective of it, but, like, all around, mm -hmm. we need better mental health. Um, but I feel like for this particular situation, and I think that's why it's hitting people so damn hard, is because it's, like... There were so many things done. Yeah, and if we did have gun regulations, like, this child, like, he was a child. I mean, mm -hmm. yes, he was over 18, but... 
Yeah. 19 years old is not very old. But, it, yeah, it's, like, all the things that we say after these types of shootings happen, all the things that we say that we should have done were, for the most part, done, except for the fact that he legally purchased a gun. And why so, is that? One thing that really did make me angry, too, was, like, Donald Trump's immediate tweet after saying we need better mental health regulation and, like, all this stuff. I'm like, you are literally the one who mm. made it easier for Repealed people. that executive order. Exactly. So it's yeah. like... So, yeah, for those of you who don't know, um, President Barack Obama, he did issue an order that made it so mentally ill people would not be able to get their hands on guns um, as easy as they could before. But now President Donald Trump... Um, actually repealed that last year not repeal he doesn't repeal things but he rescinded that order um so i'm not exactly sure how that in particular influenced the fact that this kid could purchase a gun because for instance we don't know if he was hospitalized we don't know if he was how many times we don't know if he ever saw a psychiatrist if he was ever diagnosed but i i honest it's pretty likely his the police was called to his um family's home multiple times oh yeah so well i mean you see like now on the news first of all they're saying like he was in a white supremacist group Mm -hmm. there's people have given news stations pictures of this kid practicing with his guns outside yeah like it was like pretty well known that this kid was off yeah And and don't don't get me don't get me wrong he's obviously mentally ill and sure if the child was not mentally ill or if he had better resources maybe this would have been preventable but to act for for our president to act as if a mental illness is really at the top of his priority after a school shooting is like very insulting and hypocritical because any other time of the year he could literally give two shits about funding public hospitals which he has no problem suggesting we take away funding for yeah. if it is and better for the budget also Mental illness is such a broad thing mm-hmm. that to blame something on mental illness is kind of, it's stupid. Because, well, it's ignorant because yeah. you don't realize the depth of mental illness especially, and the breadth of mental illness. Especially considering that, like, statistically, the majority of the people with mental illnesses in this country, I said mental illness, whatever, <laughs> mental illness in this country are women, and yet none of these mass shooters are. Well, so, probably reported. Yeah. Yeah. But still, that's, I mean, I think the correlation between, like, masculinity and gruesome violence in this country is... toxic masculinity. Exactly. It's very prominent. And it's more prominent in this country than any other country. And so to say that that isn't part of the problem is naive. Well, it's easy to... The thing about mental illness, at least the conversation on a large scale is like very ignorant and it's a sort of I feel like the conversation revolves around like oh these people they just need to get help people don't actually have any real experience with how people get help who they seek help from how much help exists for some people for instance if they don't have insurance there isn't a lot of help yeah you can't just get a medication it solves your problem people have to do trial and error for years sometimes to actually solve it's not like a one-stop shop like you're mentally ill go get a medication i mean and this is obviously someone who is seriously emotionally disturbed oh so it's not like they're just having like a plight of depression or like a little bit of anxiety and like of course i'm not trying to say like depression and anxiety aren't serious illnesses what i'm trying to say is like if this kid is depressed it's not like he can just get fixed with his Zoloft. well it's yeah it's interesting because i was just talking to my partner about it earlier and i was talking about how just because someone on paper is diagnosed 
the same way another person is diagnosed, that doesn't mean that their mental illness shows up in the same way and that they necessarily show the same signs and symptoms. Um, so it, again, it's not easy just to blame it all on mental illness because there are so many people in this country who have a mental illness and it doesn't exactly. show up the same way every single time. Well, I mean, like, look at anxiety. You see OCD stemming from anxiety. You mm-hmm. see panic attacks stemming from mm-hmm. anxiety. You see panic attacks stemming from OCD. Like, it's so convoluted and such, like... It's a heavily diluted process, and I just think it's something that, like, it's easier to say let's focus on mental health than to actually focus on mental exactly. health. Exactly, and um, it's, it's, I guess it's just a little disturbing that, not that, the thing is, every situation is clear-cut. We need more gun control, but this situation, if any, is really clear because he legally purchased a gun, and he shouldn't have been able to. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I mean, we can talk all day about, like, and we can theorize why these lawmakers don't want guns to be regulated, but it's very clear they're getting paychecks from the NRA, Mm -hmm. and... They can't even, they can't even, they can't even say the word gun in the same sentence as massacre, shooting, or control. They can't say the word terrorist in reference to white males. No. And I think that really is, like, that plays on our culture as a society and that also is like it's inducing this toxic masculinity and above all I feel like it's setting up us up for this extremely violent culture in the United States where we're all kind of like desensitized to everything and I think that's another thing we wanted to touch on was like the desensitization of the youth in this country I mean with this especially with this particular shooting I felt like I saw more like viral snapchat Mm -hmm. stories and more like tweets instantly right after i mean you have people going in and interviewing these kids who have just went through one of the most traumatic things they'll ever go through Mm -hmm. and it's literally they're interviewing them an hour after it happens yeah like yeah no you're totally you're no i totally just zoned out because (laughs) Well, no, I zoned out because I was I was actually I was envisioning a lot of the footage that I had seen earlier on TV and on social media of the shooting. And one in particular was a mother who was literally screaming at this camera Well, she was screaming. I mean, she was she was she was sort of she was like monologuing to Donald Trump, but they were like interviewing her and she just lost her daughter died and she lost it. And it, you know. Our president, actually, I think he got here this evening to Florida um, to the community where this happened. And from what I've seen, the consensus is pretty clear that the people in that community want gun control. So I really don't know why the fuck he's going there if yeah. that's not his I whole mean, message. It's insulting, quite frankly, for him to go there and give thoughts and prayers and be like, I know you want gun control. I know you saw an active shooter. I know you hit under a desk, but let me tell you what. I have the solution, and it's, you know, I'm just going to say mental health. And also, like, touching on what you were talking about previously about how this mother is on the news, like, screaming and crying, like, okay, this woman is clearly severely traumatized, mm-hmm. as anyone would be. Of course. But I feel like you're furthering, furthering the desensitization of trauma for the youth in this country mm-hmm. who are viewing this mother who is seriously traumatized, and then they're taking that in as, like, a normal thing for people to have that feeling. Oh, for sure. Well, because I think, you know, people are seeing this footage. And I was listening to NPR, and I heard audio, and it made me tear up. But by the fourth time I heard it, I didn't tear up anymore. 
because at the root of it, we're all coping with what we're hearing. Granted, we weren't there, but we're seeing this footage, and initially it's incredibly jarring and incredibly upsetting, but by the 10th time, because everything is repeated and everything goes viral, you've now coped because it's uncomfortable to be tearing up or to feel yeah. shock in well, public, so we cope, and thus we're desensitized. I mean, it's February, and this isn't even the first shooting of this year, mm-hmm. and I feel like, yes, this is like a, one of a higher caliber, mm-hmm. But, I mean, the fact that we haven't even focused on any of the previous ones says something about our culture. And, like, earlier today, I saw a Facebook post from a teacher who who teaches at one of our high schools. And they talked about how the school didn't even have a moment of silence. Like, there was nothing. No one Mm. said anything. And how it it was so normal that they didn't say anything Mm -hmm. about it. And they haven't been saying anything about it. And that's the problem. Like, yeah. it shouldn't be this normal. It shouldn't mm-hmm. be something where it's like, like, this should be just as se- severe as any other terrorist attack. Oh, absolutely. And I feel like well, because it's, they, they treat it as if someone was, I don't know. Like, well, I, they t- honestly, quite frankly, Marco Rubio and Rick Scott and Donald Trump treated it as if, wow, we should all really hope and pray this doesn't happen to our own children. And when it does... I guess we'll hope and pray it doesn't happen to someone else's. Yeah. Like, that is their literal solution, and that's fucking laughable. Like, no, you're not getting reelected, you fuckheads. But the sad truth of it is, is nothing about gun control is going to change until the midterm. Absolutely. Because we have a red House, Senate, and... Um, executive. Yeah, executive, part, like, branch. Yeah. We have, like, our parties are all Republican. And so how, like, when the Republican is literally funded on by the NRA... How do people expect that they're going to change gun control if they're not going to go out and vote? Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, obviously, obviously there's nothing good about this situation. But I hope that it encourages people, especially people, because I truly have seen that people, I feel I feel like because there have been so many shootings in the past couple of weeks and it's been adding up, I think that this one, people were like, are you fucking kidding me? I feel like the outrage is really there. Everyone is always outraged. But I feel like people aren't just outraged. People are kind of like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. is this a joke? And I, I, I hope that really is the impetus for people to actually go out and vote. Go out and vote. Make sure that you change who's in your local seats, who's in your state senate, who's in your yeah. state house. And because those guys, things matter. Those people yeah. are gerrymandering the fuck out of your district. And you guys definitely can like be looking out for um, tools from us for that because we are mm-hmm. coming out with like a lot of different tools to help you understand bills that are going to be trying to be passed, mm-hmm. um, who your local yeah. officials are. Yeah, we have a lot of really great stuff coming. Um, we're going to be creating a lot of content that really explains who's running, what races are really critical, not even just in our state, but in some states that you might not be from or that we might not be from so that we can all be expending resources, mm-hmm. time, um, or even, I mean, it's so cliche because we can all do it now, but what you're posting about on social media is also really important. Yeah, I and- the, a perfect example is what happened when Doug Jones got election. Oh, to- elected. that was complete. That was totally people opposed to Roy Moore who weren't even in that state expressing their outrage and really creating a national conversation and p- pushing that state. Yeah. To, uh, granted, you know, he did almost still win. There's still half that state that has lost their mind. But, but, but the fact that so many people came out, especially, like, especially so many African-American women, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so many people who don't vote, like, the amount of people who came out who have 
never voted before or haven't voted in the last eight years. Even Republicans, like, decided, hey, I'm not going to vote for someone who might have molested a child. Mm-hmm. Um, which, I mean, grant if you really... You really have to understand that not every single election is going to be that extreme. Not every oh, single midterm sure. candidate who is a Republican is going to be that but, evil. But, absolutely, I totally agree with that. But I think that the same sort of action and like pressure people put on other people in that election is the same kind of pressure that we so need to have line. on races across the United States in November of this year and leading up to that because that is going to make a difference. Yeah. Like, and it's, 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 I, I know it's like so hard for us in our everyday life to actually see that that makes a difference, but that shooting, like, you do realize that like a blue house Senate and a, and a Hillary Clinton presidency would have already had gun regulation passed through the Senate and prevented something like that. Possibly. I'm not saying that's for sure. We can't see into the future, but that's what your vote does. It matters. Also, it's like Donald Trump is literally the person who allowed someone with such severe mental illnesses to even be able to purchase a weapon. So to say it's not because of his presidency is really ignorant yeah I mean granted I don't know the kid's whole situation and I don't know if he met the terms that Mm -hmm. would have kept him from getting an automatic assault rifle but what's what's clear is that because our president didn't even say in his speech what's clear is that he definitely thinks we need more resources to deal with mental illness but we don't need a law that says that x y and z kind of people cannot get a gun, that we make it this much more difficult, that you get flagged in the system, that there yeah. is a follow-up, and that someone investigates you. My question is, is yeah, okay, if you, if you, first of all, if he decides to start, to start spending more of our budget on mental illness, even if he does that, what is going to ensure that these people are continuing on, continuing on their medication and mm-hmm. not going to be able to just go buy a gun and kill a bunch of people, you know, mm-hmm. like, that is the kind of thing that there's there's really no other way to prevent it. There's really no other way. And well, you know, people often want to cite the whole argument that, like, someone who really wants to kill someone or kill people, you know, they're going to get their hands on a gun. And I completely agree. Like, if someone really wants to get their hands on a gun, they will find a way to get their hands on a gun. But why not make it a little bit more difficult? Why not put in safeguards so that if you're the kind of person who shouldn't be purchasing a weapon and you attempt to purchase a weapon, you are now flagged in the system and there is a follow-up. You are now flagged on the radar. Just like if someone is on the terrorist watch list and they go to buy a shit ton of fertilizer and explosives, that should be red flag. You're getting fucking checked out because we think you might blow something up. It should be the same thing because quite frankly, that's domestic terrorism and to not call it domestic terrorism is insulting to all the families. Yeah. To all the families whose lives have been affected, not just this year at the high school in Florida, but at Sandy Hook and all the shootings in between and all the shootings before. Yeah, and I mean, if you think about it, what are we spending our budget on in the first place? And you look at all of these things that we could be, you know, allocating towards better safety regulations, even throughout schools. And of course, like, we don't want to live in a world where every single school has to have a metal detector. But if we're not going to have gun regulations, we need to have something like that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the problem is, is like, we're not allocating our money to helping mental health. We're not allocating our money to better safety measures. We're allocating our money to more weapons in our nuclear arsenal, which, again, perpetuates the sense of violence within the United States. No, they're not concerned with that. 
They're too busy wanting to take money away from publicly funded schools so they can give vouchers to private schools so that families who are ready or wealthy and well-off can get free money to send their kids to charter schools. Yeah. They're literally not concerned about the everyday experience of everyday Americans who are sending their everyday children to a public school hoping their kid comes home safely. That's quite frankly not Donald Trump's fucking problem, in his opinion. Yeah. So I think we've kind of come to the conclusion that unless you vote in the midterm, there's really not much. Yeah. And unless you can do. and if you don't vote, if you're able to vote and you don't vote, you are totally freaking culpable. Yeah, it's definitely your fault. So don't think it's not. Just yeah. the same reason the you don't get out of it. Who didn't vote during the 2016 election? Who complain on Facebook but say, "Oh, but I voted third party and I should listen." You should. But when it matters, don't be a fucking dick. Yeah, and now you know. You know, you learn the hard way. So I think let's um, let's put the mass shooting thing on the back burner, which it shouldn't be ever. But I feel like we've kind of like gone Exhausted through our, our point. <laughs> like I mean, there's really no other solution to this problem yeah. other than voting, and I think we've exhausted that. So now let's go into the Kremlin officials getting indicted. Yeah, so, okay, so they weren't Kremlin officials. They were 13, (laughs) yeah, no, but they were 13 Russian nationals. Um, One of the individuals um, is, has very close ties to President Vladimir Putin. Yeah, Um, I'm going to pre-preface this, sorry. I'm going to preface this with, I have been out all day, and I have not read the news, (laughs) and this just broke today. So I have definitely done my research in the Russian cases, and, like, definitely been... I mean, you can read my articles on our website. Um, I, I kind of know what's going on, but in but con- she's just finding in out. In concern to the thirteen people who were just indicted, I really have no idea. So I'm gonna kind of be learning with all of you if you don't yeah. know what's going on either. So, so basically, I'm like at home on my laptop, you know, <laughs> like texting me, and I'm like actually driving. quite frankly, I was so watching bad. like there's this girl I watch on YouTube, and I was watching her pregnancy vids. Not that I'm pregnant, but she's just so cute. And I was watching her, I was watching her, and then I was watching this other family who lives out of a van, and I was like, oh, that's great, but I couldn't do that. Then I was watching some cake videos and makeup. And then I'm like, let me check the news, and it's like, breaking news, 13 Russian nationals indicted by Robert Mueller. Literally, I have been making it, because New Year's resolution, (laughs) Um, I've been making it such a habit to read the news for two hours every single morning. You know, I got my subscriptions going yeah. up. Oh my god, we both we like we subscribe. Yeah, we subscribe. We are patrons. We got the paper. We're adults. I'm not just looking <laughs> like I'm not just googling things anymore. I actually have a newspaper. Oh anyway, my sorry. god. Um, <laughs> no, what I was gonna say is I've been making it such a habit to read the news, and today is the one day where I was like, you know what? I'm gonna. It's been a slow y- yeah ass news. Week. I don't blame you. Last week was slow. Yeah, it was like the past week was like, and also like with this whole shooting thing, I was like, I know it's going to be talking more about that. That's going to piss me the fuck off because I really cannot read any more tweets from Donald Trump. So of course, this is the one day I did not check the news and something like this happens with like the case that is so near and dear to my heart right now. Yeah, you're on it. Like you're like on it, but it's okay because I'm going to get you up to date and all of you. Thank you. Awesome. Okay. So, essentially, Robert Mueller, right, special prosecutor for the Russian investigation, um, today came out and basically stated um, that they've decided to indict 13 Russian nationals for interference in the 2016 U.S. election. Granted, 
as far as law enforcement goes, this isn't this doesn't actually do anything because number one, these people live in Russia. Number two, Vladimir Putin is not going to extradite his own people who most likely were working for him to interfere yeah. in our elections to us. This is purely symbolic. Granted, if they ever set foot here, then they're probably going to be arrested. But that's not going to happen. It's purely symbolic, but it's very symbolic because um, essentially what happened is they were investigating um, what has been come to known as like the Russian troll farm. Um, and they're actually the Internet Research Agency. And it's backed by this guy. Totally, excuse me. I'm like not Russian, okay? Um, but his name is, I'm not going to try. Um, his name starts with a Y. Um, his last name starts with a P. Prigovzhin. That's his last name. Um, and he has really close ties to President Vladimir Putin. Um, his nickname is Putin Chef. I don't so. think he's literally a chef, but he's very close to him. Anyway, this guy backs this internet research agency. That's the name of the agency. And what the agency is responsible for is massive amounts of misinformation on social media during the 2016 election cycle. Um, I think we're all aware Facebook did come out and say that there were firms purchasing yeah. a ton of ads. I can touch on that a little bit, too, because I think that's definitely vital to this story that I'm kind of understanding the more you're talking about it like who these people are so um facebook came out right after the 2016 election um because there was like so much of a ruckus about all of this like hashtag fake news um Mm -hmm. going through facebook because i don't know if you guys have noticed this but as but in the past like year or so like pre-2016 election so maybe a few years um are that have facebook algorithm changed to where all of these like promoted uh excuse you yeah sorry our producers being rude (laughs) yeah cover your mouth um so what was i saying okay the Um, algorithms changed yeah so the algorithms changed so now we have all these promoted sponsored posts sponsored ads and when you think of like an ad and i did write a whole article about this if you guys want to check it out it's called pop your filter bubble um (laughs) pretty much (laughs) when when a sponsored post happens, it doesn't look like, you know, a fucking Old Navy get ad where there's a bunch of white people jumping up and down. No, it looks oh, like... there's some black people. I Don't know. shade Old Navy well, like that. Okay, but also it, like, looks like they're like, okay, we gotta add some black people in there. Like, it looks bad. I'm sorry. Okay, anyway. <laughs> I love Old Navy. I'm sorry, Old Both Navy. <laughs> okay, so, um, no, but it looks like an actual news story. And I don't know if you guys have also noticed this, but um, when you're looking through your Facebook, it's not like, oh, I reposted this from CNN. It's like just the headline. So when you click it, it looks like, okay, this is like a real news site. This is where I can get news. And no, turns out that because of this algorithm that pushes all these sponsored posts to the forefront, um, all of these like Russian officials kind of like interfered with our election and posted a lot of like, Crazy stuff about Hillary Clinton. They spent thousands upon thousands of dollars to do this, too. It wasn't just, like, a little ad campaign that only a couple hundred people saw. It's like, no, you've seen something from this. We've seen something. This is something that has affected us. Yeah. Well, I mean, and if you've ever run a business, um, my partner runs a business, and, you know, we run a business, you know that you can, like, you can purchase ad space on Facebook. And so, essentially, what these firms were doing were purchasing massive amounts of ad space and targeting it to specific people too and so if you pay enough money and you target an ad to a specific person that person is going to see it absolutely um and it wasn't just facebook doing this i mean because of machine learning companies like twitter facebook instagram 
all of the social media, like the major players in social media are being affected by interference in our election. And if you totally. think that's not interference, think again. And I think well, Sydney can kind of take it from there. I think what, what disturbed me the most, um, aside from the fact that they were specifically told to discredit Democratic nominee Hillary Clinton and focus any positive efforts on Bernie Sanders, who was no longer in the race, or Donald Trump, um, what was really disturbing was that the agency, through Facebook, organized 129 real-world events via Facebook, mm -hmm. literally to specifically polarize and divide American society. So get this. They created a fake Facebook group called Heart of Texas, and they planned an event called Stop Islamization of Texas, okay? They're posing as Americans. They're posing as Texans. And they're basically insinuating that there are Texans who would create an event called Stop Islamization of Texas. And Americans didn't do this. This is a false narrative. I will also say, like, kind of cutting in before you, like, go further, um, I know what you're thinking, and it's like, oh, I'd be able to spot that a mile away. Mm. But, like, I, like, I, this is nothing against Bernie Sanders. I just want to preface with that, and I say preface, like, 80 times in this podcast. But Absolutely. I'm going to say that, like, a lot of people... <laughs> What did he say? Okay, he doesn't like Bernie Sanders. <laughs> but I don't have a problem with Bernie Sanders. I actually like him. Bernie so. Sanders. Bernie Sanders. I didn't vote for him, but I do like him. Bernie Sanders to fly away. Yeah, okay. <laughs> this is not your show. Yeah, you need to be okay. quiet. That's why we don't let you in here, because you're going to polarize us. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, what I was going to say is I don't have a problem with Bernie Sanders, but it's definitely something who that has affected Bernie voters who mm -hmm. continue to vote third party. I mean, it's... What machine learning does is it um, pushes what you already think. It, it reaffirms all of your biases. Mm -hmm. So if you're already like, oh, I don't trust Hillary Clinton because of the primary election, what this is going to do is push articles that are like, oh, Bernie Sanders isn't going to back Hillary Clinton, even though he did. So it's that kind of stuff where it's like mm -hmm. Bernie Sanders is probably sitting there going, what the fuck? And I know like people are so prideful about like, oh, a fact is a fact. And if I read it, then I know it's true. I'm not someone who would fall for something like this. But I'm telling you guys, this stuff looked so real mm -hmm. as Sydney's about to explain to well, you. Well, yeah. So they created an event called Stop Islamization of Texas. And then another Russian agency created a counter event to sort of make it look normal. That And it was an event like organized by Texan Muslims to like push back on that. Bear in mind, no actual Texans organized this, right? This was not like an idea that came out from the grassroots of Texans, you know. But they created real events like this specifically to draw, I mean, maybe this is like, really like slippery slope but in my opinion to draw the worst out of people where oh yeah people might have people might have these really like very very shallow opinions that don't really have a lot of meat to them they've thought it once or twice or they heard someone say it, but it wasn't much and now they start seeing all this information these russian agencies feeding on these like really shallow fringe oh, yeah. beliefs that people have but they're not acting on and like but push they, them towards they them. specifically are using these algorithms to find these Americans, too. Mm -hmm. It's not difficult. It, it's not like they're pushing it out to the whole world and hoping they catch a few bites. Mm -hmm. It's like they are using keywords to mm -hmm. pinpoint these individuals who are already having racist, homophobic thoughts or yeah. who are already, like, against Hillary Clinton. Yeah. So if, like, they see, oh, this person liked Bernie Sanders' page, I'm going to push it to them, and this is going to reaffirm their bias against Hillary Clinton, whether it's true or not. And these operatives did come to the United States 
posed as Americans, spoke to voters, spoke to campaign volunteers, like posed as Americans interested in the campaign process and completely fucking duped us. So, yeah, there's so, that. I mean, I have seen what I have read about this particular um, event is I've read, I went on Twitter and I did read, <laughs> I did read a few tweets from Republicans saying, this means nothing. So what if a few people made a fake Facebook account? Oh, bitch, it ain't a few people. Okay, like, <laughs> yes, technically, the thir- that is what the 13 people did. But that is not why this information is so important. And like you said, it really is a symbolic thing. Oh, totally. Is that this is just the tip of the iceberg. It goes mm. so much farther than this. Well, and I was, I was explaining to my partner earlier that I feel, and this is totally my opinion, so opinion bar um i think i think robert Mueller is like definitely building his case because i th- i think that if you're gonna go after the executive branch or the people surrounding the president or the president himself and say that he colluded with the foreign power that he committed treason you can't just go for him and like see if it sticks like if you actually think there's something there you have to go for it because if not then you're then you're really demolishing an institution. And I think that he's going step by step and he's going every step of the way and making mm-hmm. sure that they get everyone they can, all the evidence they can, and this is just another piece of it. And if people think this is it, bitch, you ain't see what's fucking coming. Yeah, I mean, it's this is bigger than, you know, Watergate was by oh, far. Totally. I mean, well, Watergate was fucked up because... Watergate was fucked up because Reagan, Reagan tried to cheat. Like, and and that was fucked up. And at the time, it was incredibly disturbing. But this is... This is fucked up on a completely different level. Well, this is... Yeah, this isn't just, like, breaking... This this isn't just breaking into your opponent's headquarters, which is is terrible. This is infiltration from a completely different country. Yeah, and... Which is something we, as Americans, have really experienced. And if we just want to, you know, sort of on the outro, this is kind of what I asked um, you guys on our social media... um, because I've really been thinking about this, because obviously I have how I feel about it, but mm-hmm. that changes based on what I'm reading. Um, and I can't help but ask, like, why do Russians care so much about the results of our democratic elections? Not Russians as in everyday Russians, but like... And of course, like, okay, we are firm believers that it's very dangerous to theorize things that aren't based on fact. It's really totally. dangerous to form opinions on things that are based on facts. I mean, look at the whole, like, Lady Doritos scandal. Like, that was completely not based on any fact. So I think it's it's definitely something that, like, when we ask you to theorize about this, like, really go in and research it. Really learn it yourself. Bring that stuff to our attention that we might not know. Yeah, like, allow allow what I'm about to say not to, like, oh, yes, I agree, that's my opinion, that's it. (laughs) But, like, allow it to inspire you to learn more because – that's what makes the difference. Like, yeah. simply listening to what we have to say. and Don't be a surface observer. Don't be a surface. my dad would say. Yes. So, um, yeah. No, I was thinking about that question. And I was thinking about, you know, Russian history. And obviously, any country with, you know, really deep roots has a certain sort of national pride. And Russia is no exception, especially, especially if you look at their history and how much, especially after World War II, when the United States really came out on top as a superpower, have really been yearning to, like, have that spot. Um, and I just want to, I just really want us all to reflect on, like, what it, what it means that quite clearly um, the Russian government 
or people associated very closely with the Russian government were trying to infiltrate and, inf and interfere in our elections and sway it a certain way. And why would they do that? Was it for our benefit or was it for their benefit? And what would their benefit be and how does that affect us? Because regardless of what party you are, like that's incredibly important. And yeah. to, to insist simply because you have such strong allegiance to your party um, that, you know, no, Russia's actually the good guy if they, if they interfered. Yeah. I'd, I'd ask you to, like, really think about that. I also think that, like, I mean, obviously, um, technology, like, um, technology, technology. I don't know the right phrasing for that, but all of these, like, big social media outlets need to be, like, more aware and more ethical in how they, like, produce their ads and how they, like, show their sponsored posts. And I think, like, Facebook's doing a really good job about that. I mean, I think everyone kind of now with this well it's a learning being, curve yeah exactly it definitely this is. hasn't happened so <laughs> yeah and I think like with like the emergence of machine learning too I mean it's it's not a bad thing and that's what I want to stress is like for people like me like my boyfriend's a web developer so he knows way more about this than I do um, but for people like me who I'm not really technologically savvy like I know how to use a computer but I don't know much um, it sounds scary, you know, like how easily like our biases are reaffirmed, how it's so hard to view your to view information that doesn't reaffirm those biases unless you're really looking for it. And I guess that's like kind of what I'm asking here out of our audience is to not be those people who are like, yeah, like I lightly read the news, but the majority of my information comes from Twitter or Facebook or like. I see an article saying there was a shooting and that's what sparks my idea to search it. Like, no, mm. like, you know, have that New Year's resolution like we did. Y'all need to subscribe to some newspapers. Yeah, like take the initiative. If you have, Am listen, I know a lot of us are students, but if you have Amazon Prime, what was it? Was It, it was like literally, it was like $3 for I Wall Street Journal. I don't or, think, No, or Wal Washington don't Post. I don't know Wall Street Journal. Washington oh. Post, I think. <laughs> but even, okay, like, and Washington Post is a very liberal newspaper, and yeah, but it was only three dollars. Okay. If if if, if not, Fox not, doesn't do print, I'm not saying don't. But, but if it I was mean, Fox, I would get it. I'm saying like yeah, okay, like we read Fox too. I don't want you guys. To, that's what I'm trying to say is like I don't want you guys to think we just like are reaffirming our biases in a different way by actively searching out things that are biased. Um, but this is called apply liberally, so take that if as you will. Like we are liberals, and we're not gonna just read a bunch of like Republican propaganda for fun because um, it's really depressing to us. Um, but I, what I will say is, like, we, we try to, like, find things, too. Like, I mean, everyone's going to pretend they read NPR every single day. Like, okay. But try <laughs> to actually read NPR every single day. Try yeah. to read the New York Times. P get as many newspaper subscriptions. If you're a student, like Sydney said, it's really cheap. But, I mean, it's a good investment. And yeah. if you can't do that, you know, like, stick to NPR. Stick to blogs. Like, go on Reddit. Like, there's so much good information out there that's accessible and free. And go somewhere where it's not going to be constantly using an algorithm to present articles to you yeah. that you they know you'll want to see. And beyond that, when you're going on a website, for instance, like Reddit, like challenge, like challenge yourself. Like if you're incredibly liberal, you know, like Madison and I are really liberal. Challenge yourself to go into those conservative spaces. Yeah. Like don't be a freaking troll. Exactly. Just observe, and like don't, just read. And don't argue, but no, like I, I do like to go into um, the Republican subreddits and just kind of like read what they're saying and read how they're theorizing things and yeah. kind of read from their perspective. And don't get me wrong, you, you might, you'll be appalled at some shit, but oh, yeah. you're also going to read oh, yeah. people saying things and you're going to be like, 
oh, that's like not that far off from what I think. And wow. also, <laughs> I, I also think that I find that more than like getting angry at them, it's like I do feel sorry for them because it's like such blissful unawareness of the outside world. And I feel like it'll help your arguments to understand where they're coming from. Yeah, totally. So just be better debaters. Um, we're going to end on that note because we're yeah. merging on 40 minutes here. Um, <laughs> and we don't want to yeah. be those people right now. No, we we're don't. We're not there yet. No, we're not. Us. But, you know, yeah, this was Apply Liberally. Yeah, I think it was good. Pretty Broad. Yeah, be sure to check out our website, um, prettybroadmag.com. Check out our Instagram. We're actually doing a giveaway right now that ends on Monday Monday the 19th. So that very well might be over by the time this comes out. But if it's not, then you should enter it. We have awesome stuff. Homegoing is great book. Also, um, like she said, check out our website. If you're interested in anything we talk about, Feel free to contact us. Definitely feel free to contact us, Mm -hmm. but there's definitely like an article on our site that goes even more in depth. Yeah. Like like I said, with the Facebook thing, we have an article. Um, with like the memo scandal, we have an article. So like if you want more context to the Russia stuff. Um, but definitely check us out, prettybroadmag.com. And feel free to email us any arguments or questions because we love debating and we love hearing other people's opinions. Yeah, and um don't be a surface observer. Don't be a, that's the whole thing. Go out and vote and don't be a surface observer. We're out!